The title of the message today, God is Generous. God is Generous. And one, I don't know if I gave you, did I give you Hebrews 6, 10? Did I give that to you? Maybe I skipped it. <laughs> Probably not. Did I give it to you? Yeah. Well, well I got, well, I have 6, 10. I don't know if it, maybe it's 19. God is fair. He will not forget. Probably not it, huh? Yeah, I gave you the wrong number. Anyhow, it's Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, and um, this is kind of the little, pref- the little scripture I had before the, me- before the main title or the main uh, sermon is on, on Psalm 37. But Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 says, God is fair, and, and the parentheses in the expanded says he's not unjust. He will not forget the work you did and the love you showed for him by helping and serving his people. And he will remember that you are still helping them. (laughs) So God is fair and that he will not forget the things we've done for him. Um, So in our, our, you know, um, in our life of of service that we've done and we do, there are a lot of people that we have touched and helped and made a difference in their life. And God is saying that God is fair and he will not forget any of those things that we've done. It's like everything that we do, it has a, it's like a seed planted. Uh, we transplanted, many transplanted flowers, and I didn't transplant flowers, but many did. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like transplanting, it's like planting seed. It, it's, you know, putting something in the ground, putting it into the lives of others. God is fair. He will not forget the good that we've done. And, you know, also the scripture says, as you have done unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. So whenever we are putting together our life, and in our Sunday school we talked about how that there is the gift of Christ. And, and I haven't really thought of stopping at that little phrase until our Sunday school lesson. It talks about what is the, and I talked about the gift of Christ. And what is the gift of Christ is not only our salvation, but the gift of Christ is that we are seated with him together in high places, and, you know, eternity and heaven are not someplace out there. Eternity is around us, meaning that we are eternal beings. We're going to live forever. And so in this relationship that we have with Christ, that we are one with him. We are part of the body of Christ. We are united with him. And that um, our strength comes from him. Our purpose comes from God. Our uh, abilities and the things that we need to help us go through the difficulties are, are there with Christ. And these are the gifts of Christ that he has given to us, and it is here to help us live our, our lives. So God is, God is fair. <laughs> he is not unjust. He will not forget the work you did. Now, as we then move through the work that we do, and we move on to Psalm 37, um, the, the, the key verse is verse uh, 21, but I want to do the, start with the whole chapter. But verse, 30, verse 21 says, the righteous give generously. So, so God is not unfair <laughs> that he would forget anything or the work that we have done. And then he goes on to say, in, in the Psalms, David is saying, the righteous give generously. It's just part of our nature to give. But in that whole context... God is not unfair that in the, the generosity that we have, that he will reward us for our generousness. 
So whenever we start then putting this in the context of Psalm 37, we find that um, we look at then we look at we look then at what God has provided for us, and that it's a caution now. Uh, whenever we are seeing that um, God has blessed us with so many different things, blessed us in so many ways, we are generous. And then we need to have a little caution going on in our life against being discontent (laughs) at the prosperity of the evil. And that's what the first, uh, I guess, six verses here help us that David is looking at. And he's helping us to see that we should should focus on what God has done and that not become discontent because we don't have what what the ungodly have. It seems like they are using it to abuse it things like that. But let's read verse, chapter 37, beginning of verse 1. Don't be upset. <laughs> now, David, have to, David had to first experience this in order to write about it. So uh, David has experienced this, that he was upset, he was worried, he was angry because of evil people. It would seem that, um, I think, <laughs> that we look at people who are ungodly, you know, people who are evil in their um, actions and their desires, it would seem like they are prospering or able to get ahead financially. But, and, and David says, don't be jealous of those who do wrong. <laughs> so don't allow ourselves to get off of center. Our center is Christ. And he says um, that we henceforth... Be no more children, this is in uh, Ephesians 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children, um, I can't read. Yes, I'm getting new glasses. Hopefully, hopefully they will work. <laughs> hopefully my eyes will adjust. Did you know, and, and this would be something that you can really focus on and get really upset over, that when they put, I broke my lenses, you know, once, and they replaced the lens, they replaced them with the wrong color. So I have two different color lenses. One is gray and one is brown. No wonder I have a headache, you know? So, and then they don't work so well, and anyhow. So anyhow, I'm getting new glasses, and I should end all of my problems. No fret. Don't fret. Uh, I can't even read what that means. So anyhow, don't be, this is in our, comes from our Sunday school lesson, that henceforth we be no more children, um, tossed, maybe that's it, tossed to and fro and carried away, but speak truth in love and grow up unto him into all things. So we speak the truth in love. All right, so don't be upset because of evil people. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong, but speak the truth in love meaning that we allow the truth of our understanding of God's word to keep us at peace. My peace I give unto you. And what was the scripture you were talking about this morning? Uh, uh, you forgot it too. Okay, so, <laughs> so we see how the gifts of grace, which is being given the gift of grace or giving the, being given the gift of God's favor to be able to deal with the difficulties that we face. You know, we have enough grace to see us through the difficulties. Well, 
And the grace, another word for that is divine favor. So being, the, being given the gift of divine favor to be able to go through things. So we're, we are given the gift of God's divine favor. So if we have God's favor, it means we have his blessing. We have the gift that he has given to us that saying to us that we are highly favored of God and that because of that, we have the ability to do and to be the person that God has called us to. So because, verse 2, because like the grass, these wicked people, they will soon dry up and like green plants, they will soon die or fade away. So we grow up in our faith, becoming the perfect men, and not perfect, not meaning perfect without flaw, but being, being a person who understands the truth of God's word, become like a mature person until we become like Christ, that we see things as God sees them. So how does God look at my life and look at the things that we face? So he says, trust, verse 3, trust in the Lord. And do good. Live in the hand, live in the in the land and feed on truth. <laughs> so going back to truth of what God's word gives to us, we trust in the Lord and feed on the truth of God's word. Verse 4: enjoy serving the Lord. You know, when we um, give our requests, let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. So we're seeing how that the psalmist David, these hundreds of years prior to the, the scriptures being written and you know be, the New Testament being written, he, he's using the same understanding that we enjoy serving the Lord, commit your ways unto him, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So enjoy serving the Lord and he will give you what you want. Oh, I mean, so helping us to understand God is capable of, yeah, that's thunder. <laughs> Imagine it's raining again. Imagine that. So, so, but we see that God is generous. And what is he doing? He's, he's um, telling us, don't be upset at the wicked. He's telling us to trust in the Lord. You know, the New Testament is trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Enjoy Depend on, verse 6 says, then your goodness will shine like the sun. I know we don't know what that looks like too often, but, <laughs> but your goodness will shine. It will be like a radiant light that people don't often see, <laughs> that your light will shine like the sun. Uh, then your goodness will shine like the sun, uh, and, your, and your fairness, your fairness, like the noonday sun. Your fairness, a, a willing, will shine more brightly than in the darkness created by what? By, by the evildoers of our society. We, we're, he's telling us, don't be upset with the unjust, but let your fairness, unjust fairness, let your fairness be seen in your actions. <laughs> let your fairness be seen. Uh, and then verse, um, verse 7 Wait, <laughs> wait, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, 
wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So the idea of waiting is not a sit around and twiddle your thumbs. Waiting is a, a quiet, active participation in life and in um, preparing for what you are believing to happen. So when you wait upon God and you're praying, you're waiting for things to happen, you don't just set by, you know, while we were waiting for the day to come which we were going to have a work day. <laughs> well, the waiting, we had to go get uh, some blocks and we had to go get the uh, mulch and we had to figure out what was going to go where and had to have Bob show up with his Jeep and his winch <laughs> to pull out the stuff. And so there was a preparing for what we were going to do. So waiting for the day to come, there was preparation. And when the day arrived, there was lots of activity and, and, and numbers of people coming and doing. So whenever we are waiting on the Lord, we are preparing ourselves for the answer to our prayers. Don't get sidetracked with the wicked. Don't get sidetracked with the thunder and the rain. <laughs> Don't get sidetracked by life and problems and difficulties. Wait on the Lord. Don't be upset. That's the, last, the second part of verse 7. Uh, when others get rich <laughs> on their schemes. Verse 8. Don't get angry. <laughs> Don't get upset. That's part of verse 8. It only leads to trouble. Don't harbor. You know, I like the idea. Don't harbor. Harbor, uh, uh, you know, uh, harbor really, if you, uh, I've been watching these, um, some of these videos that the seven greatest warships, biggest warships, you know, and they have them in dry dock and they have them in harbor. So they're bringing these ships into harbor. So what do they do? They're anchoring them in, a, in place. Don't harbor anger. <laughs> don't, allow harbor, don't allow anger. Do not allow anger to come into your harbor and anchor. Don't harbor. Isn't that a good interpretation? That's a good, you can visualize that, right? So don't allow anger to come and harbor in your, at your dock. Evil people will be sent away. They will be cut off. So you don't, you don't, we don't, we need to pray for evil people. People who get ahead because of the wrong, wrong motives and wrong ways. Don't, we need to pray for them because they're going to stand before God. And whatever they've gained, they're going to lose. Because they have it only for a lifetime. We have our Blessings for eternity. And one, I was reading one place and it said that if wealth, if wealth and, and all of this were part of what, God, what were part of the benefits of being a Christian, then we'd all have it. As, as in a sense that if it was a way of recognizing um, serving God, we'd all be the wealthiest people on the planet. But God lets us know that what we lack is that these things are really not that important or you would have them. <laughs> because 
our true riches are in Christ. Now, if, as long as we have that understanding, then no matter what we possess, we have an understanding that our true riches is in Christ. So our true riches in Christ, now we can have everything, but our true riches are in Christ. But just so we don't get sidetracked, we have needs and things in our life, and God wants us to pray about them, that perhaps he will bring them into our life, perhaps he will not, but our true riches are always in Christ. So don't be upset. Don't, be, don't get angry. Evil people will be sent away, verse 10, and a little while the wicked will be no more. They're going to be cut off. You may look for them, but they will be gone forever. Wow. God is the righteous judge. He will deal correctly with all people. Verse 11. But people who are not proud, the humble, the meek, will inherit the land. You see, all of this stuff that people are trying to acquire and, and you know, I think of the big ranches and stuff out west, you know, the 10,000 acres and 50,000 acres and all this means nothing. In, 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 in God's hand, he still owns it. He owns it all. And um, we are to inherit the land, in verse 11, and we will enjoy complete peace, or we will enjoy much prosperity. I was thinking in Sunday school, we mentioned this, that in Christ, Christ, you know, he's the creator. He owns this place. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. All of the earth is the Lord's. Okay? The gold, the silver, the cattle on a thousand hills, promotion, I mean, everything. Is, God owns it. He owns it all. So we are in Christ. Christ is in us. We own this place. He owns this place, our body, our temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Lord then owns all of this, and so we are just, by faith, transferring things from God's account to our account. And by faith, we are allowing these things to happen, but our true riches are always in Christ, and the things that we have, you know, they're part of, like Job, they're part of our um, possessions that we have here for a time, but it, you know, they can come and they can go, but what we have in, the, have in Christ lasts forever. Then verse 13 says, the Lord laughs at the wicked <laughs> because he sees that their way is, is coming to an end. Their way of, the, the way of judgment is coming to an end and will come for them. Verse 14, the wicked draw their swords and they, they uh, bend their bows and to kill and, and, and to kill the poor and the helpless, to kill, to slaughter those who are honest. <laughs> but their sword will end up stabbing their own hearts. <laughs> it, it's, God is saying that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And those who are sowing destruction and, and hatred will end up stabbing their own lives with their own hatred. Verse 16, it is better to have a little and be right than to have much and be wrong. Verse 17, the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports, upholds those who do right. So God is a generous God, and what he is upholding 
is the righteousness of our life. He's, he's blessing us with things that we have, what we have will last for an eternity. What God is doing for us will continue to be manifest in our life, made known by the senses. God will make known his blessing in our life. Um, verse 17, the power of the wicked will be broken. The Lord supports, upholds those who do right. Verse 18, the Lord watches over the innocent, the lives of the innocent. Uh, verse 19, they will not be ashamed when trouble comes. They will be full in times of hunger. Verse 20, but the wicked, they will die. They will perish. Verse 21, the wicked borrow and don't pay back, but those who do right the righteous, those who do right, the righteous, give freely to others. That's part of who we are. That uh, goes along with the righteous give generously of our, of our opening text. And then remember Hebrews 6.10, God is fair. He will not forget the work you do for, um, the work you did and the love you showed for him by helping his people. And he will remember that you are still helping them so the Lord is generous, and those who do right. Then uh, go on down to verse 24. If you stumble, you're not going to fall. <laughs> God catches us. You know, sometimes we, we because the Lord upholds, upholds, us, upholds our hand, it's like, you know, when you're walking with somebody and you stumble and you have a hold of someone's hand, it's like their strength becomes your strength. God is saying that he is generous to us and, to, and, and basically we're trying to, what we're trying to present is that God is generous and that whenever we are holding God's hand, God is holding our hand, we sometimes look at the, the wicked and think, wow, look what they got, look what they got. But God is saying, look what you have and how blessed you are. And you are so blessed that you give to other people. And in giving to other people, God is holding on to you because it's the blessings he's given to you you're sharing with others. That the strength of God and the power of God is flowing through you to touch the lives of others. We are the message. We are the ministers of Christ. We are the ambassadors of Jesus Christ to the world around us. And that we have someone who holds our hand. When we stumble, God is there to keep us from falling. Um, verse 21, 25, excuse me. I was young and now I'm old. This is David speaking. This isn't me. I'm not old yet. So just wanted to clarify that. Uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous being left helpless. So if you feel helpless, you, we need to back up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not helpless here. God is helping me. God is my help. He is my right hand. He is my portion. He is my strength. As your day is, so shall your strength be. Remember that. As your day is, your strength will be there. Your strength will be there for the day that you face. The grace and the mercy, the favor of God is yours to sustain you. Um, verse 28, the Lord loves justice. Hmm. 
and will not leave or abandon those who worship him. Verse, uh, it goes on to say, he will always protect, he will always guard them. Verse 29, the good, the righteous people will inherit the land and they will live and they will dwell in it forever. (laughs) Verse 31, the teachings of their God are in their heart. So they will do so so they do not fail to keep them. The, the, the teachings of Christ are in our heart and our life, and we don't fail to keep those things. Verse 33. But the Lord will not take away his protection. Job talks about the, the hedge, you know, the, the devil goes to God and says, you can, I can't get to Job because you have a hedge of protection about him. In our life, it's the same. The Lord will not take away his protection. The hedge of God's protection is growing around us. (laughs) That evil cannot get in, unless it's permitted. And if if it's permitted, it's only so that God can let us know that we have the divine favor to go through the trial. Verse 34, wait for the Lord. Follow him. He will honor you and give you, um, uh, and he will give you, you will inherit the land and you will see the wicked sent away or destroyed. What we were distracted with in the wicked, having whatever, don't worry about it because one day that's all going to go away and you're not even going to see them again. Um, Verse, I'm skipping through. Verse 39. The Lord saves, delivers the good people. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and saves and rescues them. He saves them from the wicked because they trust, they take refuge in God for protection. So you see, as we look at this psalm, we're, we're seeing how David was faced with being distracted by the wicked, but he's trying to, he's writing this psalm to help people understand as he began to understand, God is with me. No matter where I go, God is there. He will protect me. Don't get upset with the wicked. Continue to be the righteousness of Christ. Allow the power of God to flow through you because we are the body of Christ. So, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over. Don't become upset with giving. Um, Do you know that when you give to others, you're giving to God? As you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. When you step out and bless others, you are honoring and blessing the Lord and God has promised that he will reward you for it. And whenever you stretch yourself, you go out of your way, to help other people, God is, you're actually doing that for God. And he says you can't help, you you know, you can't help everyone, but you can help someone. So those, and who are we supposed to help? Those that are in front of us. And mentioned um, in Sunday school, I don't know if I mentioned here, you know, Cliff and I, we went to pick up those blocks out there, and the person that we met with the counter her dad was in the hospital, and we prayed with her, and, you know, and that, 
and that same day, we went up to uh, Staples and we were talking about my book and getting these cards. And the person behind us, I was talking about how the, my book was about grief and loss and her son was killed this year within the last six, nine months. And we hugged and gave her a book. <laughs> who are we responsible to do good to? Those who are in our path. Can't help everybody, but we can help the people that we come in contact with. And God has promised, what has he promised? That as we are generous, God is fair. He will not forget the work you did and the love you showed for him by helping his people. And he will remember that you are still helping and serving them. And he promises that he will bless us for our endeavors do not let ourselves become distracted by the wicked, but let us continue to do good. And in our doing good, we're doing good unto Christ. Amen. <laughs> that's who we are. That's, who we, that's what we do. So God will multiply those seeds that you have sown in, into the lives of others. You know, Cliff is planting potatoes. And to plant potatoes, all you need is one of those eyes of the potato. You plant one little section of a potato, and how many are you going to get out of a hill? A lot. Out of one, one eye of a potato, you plant it, and you get anywhere from, I think, 10, maybe 10 potatoes or whatever. Huh? No eye has seen <laughs> the eye of a potato. Well, imagine that. But anyhow, so plant one seed of corn, plant one, what did we plant yesterday? We planted um, sunflower seeds. <laughs> yeah. See how many they plant? Do one good thing for one person, and it multiplies over many times. Shall we stand? So whether the need is encouragement or whether the need is a, a, a smile or whether it's a gift that you have or God will multiply the seeds that you sow into the life of people and it will return to you pressed down, shaken together and running over. Don't be distracted by evil. Overcome evil with good. God, we thank you that you give generously into our lives. And Lord, this holiday... We remember, we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice of their life for our freedom. And there are so many freedoms that we enjoy and that we have because of someone's sacrifice. But Lord, multiply that billions of times over is your sacrifice of your life that we would be free from our sin and that, Lord, we would have eternal life in you. God, the seed of life that is birthed in our relationship with you is renewed every day, multiplied over and over again. Thank you, God, for the gifts that you give us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>